Assalamu alaikum everyone. Today's episode is going to be on a topic that I am recently going through and something that I'm recently struggling with. So I always try to make my episodes in regards to my emotions or, you know, things that I love to talk about. And this is a topic I enjoy talking about, but it's not an easy one. So inshallah, today I'll be talking about dealing with accusations and dealing with people who don't want to be helped and what you can do in this situation because this topic goes a lot more deeper and it has a lot more depth than people try to make it seem. I've shared my stories on here quite a lot, quite a few of them, and I shared a story once, an episode that said how a broken promise led to Iman, and that was a story that I thought concluded there, but you know, Allah knows best and that story has opened up once again in my life. And I've shut the chapter again, but it didn't necessarily end in the way that I wanted to end. And I don't know. I feel like we all have different situations in our life where we want to change things and we want to help people, but they may not want to be helped right now, or it may not be written in their qadr right now to be helped. And I feel like this is why it is such an important topic. So at one point or another, I think we've all been accused of doing things that we would never do. And we've been accused by people that we never thought would accuse us. Or you've been accused by people who constantly accuse you. And it's it's a cycle. And you know, the thing is, at one point or another, you start to question, should I even clear up my image? Like if someone wants to trust you, they'll trust you. They do not need 1,000 you know, like proofs and whatnot to believe you. Sometimes trust is built off of blind, you know, just blindness. Like just jump and dive in and sometimes that ends up to be the best case you know like i said i've had friends that have been blamed for committing adulteries and uh you know lying whatever when they never did and at one point or another they just stopped caring they just stopped you know clearing their image because people are going to believe whatever they want to believe about you that's that's the reality of life and it's a reality that we don't like to take in but it's something that just has to be said you know the way that you view yourself the way that you carry yourself People are going to view you like that if they want to. But then there's going to be some people that are going to take the accusations, the gossips, the things that they hear about you, and they're going to make that perception of you without even asking you whether it's true or not. And that's the problem. Like, especially when you're like a teen, like people just want something to say. Like, it's always running their mouth. It's always just something. And you just can't please people. You can't. No matter what you do, people will always have something to say. I've been accused multiple times in my life by close people, far away people, random people I don't even know. I've I've seen the nine yards. And I think the accusations that hurt the most is obviously from the people that you love and the, from the people that are the closest to you because you don't expect it. And you don't expect them to come at you that way, but they do. And they come at, come at you really mad and like, why'd you do this? Why'd you do that? And, you know, even if you try to clear up their image, they tell you that you're lying. And I feel like what I've really learned over the years is like, people are going to believe whatever they want to believe if someone accuses you of doing xyz and you can provide literally a binder worth of material as to why you didn't do xyz and it logically rationally makes sense they're still gonna say you're lying because they don't care when people accuse you they're not necessarily looking for clarification they're accusing you because this is the perception they want of you and they just want to display that out and let you know like this is what i feel of you and tough it out i don't this is it and that's the thing like you gotta ask yourself how much do you care how much do you care about how people see you at one point or another you just gotta stop caring and you know i once shared my story on here in regards to like a close friend of mine that i had and like you know the whole situation and that was a chapter that i closed done like never went back to it until like a couple days ago you know 
the discussion came up and then like you know things went off and I feel like one of the biggest things I've learned is that Islam really changes you, especially in this past few days. I've talked to people, again, like I said, from my past, that were like, hey, you want to link up? You want to catch up? You want to do this? And I'm just like, oh, yeah, I can't do that. Sorry. You're just not my type of company anymore. You're not like the best people for me to be around. My religion would not support me being around you. And I feel like it's shocking because five years ago, four years ago, if you asked yourself if you would be able to do that, you'd say no, because you were such a different person then. And when you start to follow the deen, you have to burn a lot of bridges and burn a lot of boats that are hard. And sometimes you even have to burn yourself and become someone brand new. Because the person that you are, it's not necessarily adapted with the with the deen. And that doesn't mean that you're imperfect or anything like that. No, that just means you have habits to change. So you lose things when trying to walk on the path of Islam, but that doesn't mean you're not going to gain anything better. And when I was having a discussion with one of my um old friends, you know, I I asked them, I'm like, so what's your situation now? Like, how are you doing? And, you know, like, they still chase the dunya. They still have things in the dunya that they perceive and pursue. And they're not happy. They're not happy. They're depressed. They're going through things. They're in pain. They have a big past, big worry. They know in some cases that they're going to get hurt. And they just, they're not leaving. Because they just feel like, I've already been hurt. So I could just get hurt some more. Nobody cares. Who cares, Right. And at one point, I kept that perception, too. Like, I've been hurt so much. You know, what else is this one hurt going to do to me? But that's the thing. Sometimes when you know better and you don't do better, you you set yourself out to failure. And sometimes we think our body can handle more sadness than it actually can. I remember when I used to be in a state for five years almost straight with anxiety, depression, sadness, worry, heart drops, panic every single day. I used to wake up like that. I used to sleep like that. I used to have nightmares. Like, it was just bad. And these past couple days, all those emotions came back to me. And when I tell you guys I'm having the hardest time ever, it's been difficult. Because even when you shut a chapter and you shut something and it's done and it's over, recovering from such negative feelings of depression and sadness and worry and anxiety, it takes so much emotional energy. And I feel like when you constantly live in a state of feeling all these negative emotions, you don't realize it, how badly it has damaged you. And Alhamdulillah, you know, like I said, Allah has guided me. It's been great. But now that Allah put me in a circumstance where I felt how I used to feel before, like five years ago, I come today and I'm emotionally exhausted. I have been so exhausted to the point that I'm just like, how do you go through this? I don't have the stamina for this anymore. And I feel like this is a perfect accurate, um, representation how like Allah doesn't burden a soul more than it can bear. So, you know, for five years straight, I'm bearing these burdens. And Alhamdulillah, today, you know, I was able to carry the burden. I was able to get it done, but it hurts. Because you do not expect such a big change in yourself that you won't be able to handle pain from before. You know what I'm saying? Like when pain revisits you, you're kind of like, oh yeah, I can handle it. Until it comes and you're like, wow, that was a lot. And that's kind of something I've been going through right now. And I feel like one of the things that I really struggle with is I'm the type of person that I want to fix everyone. Like if someone's going through something, I'm going to try to fix it. I'm going to try to help you. And Alhamdulillah, you know, as my podcast grows and I hear people's stories and whatnot, I've had lots of people come to me for advice and they're like, oh, you changed me. You helped me get on my deen. Mashallah, mashallah, alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah, may Allah, you know, bless that. But it kind of, at one point or another, you start to think like, okay, yeah, Allah's the controller of hearts, but I'm just so glad that, you know, people benefited. So when the situation came up and, you know, I had an old friend that was at one point invested in Islam, 
And I started to bring up Islam again. I'm like, yo, this is like what you do, like what you're doing right now ain't right. Like, let's let, let's fix it out. And it the answer I got was just not it. It was, I'll take it into consideration. I'll look at this later. I don't think I'm ready for this right now. And I'm just, I'm putting my effort. I'm like, what are you doing? Like, like what's happening? Like, I've always talked to people and they've always been ready to listen and accept Islam. Like, what's happening? Why isn't it budging? And I tried and I tried for days to make this old friend see the good in Islam. But it just didn't work. And I told that person straight up, like, in some of the activities that they're doing, like, you're bound, you're bound, like, you're going to get hurt. You put yourself in a position to get hurt. And I've told them, like, people are seeing things that you're not seeing. And regardless, when you commit something haram, you're going to get hurt. You always will. That's a promise. That's an unsaid. Things that are haram are haram for a reason. So you're going to get hurt. And I was very vocal about that. And they were like, yeah, I know I'm going to get hurt. I know, but I'm just going to be careful about it because... You know, who cares? Like, I've been hurt enough in my past. And I was just sitting there and I was just staring at my phone. I'm like, what's happening? Like, I'm just so, like, I always, I thought that this would be different. And that's the thing. I, like I said, I'm not a professional dawah giver. But I try a lot to take emotion in factor and see how this person is and see their past and see how we can work through it. And I was doing the same strategy that I always did and it just wasn't working. And when I tell you this took a toll on me, this took a toll on me. And it's not because I have pride in what I do. That's never the case. The case that it came down to be was I thought to myself, why isn't, why am I not able to change this person? Why am I not able to help this person? Why are they rejecting Islam? I've never had anyone reject Islam like this. And this is a case that I've seen five years ago. And this case has opened up again five years later. And it's not changing. So this has been something that I've been working on for five years. It's not changing. And for three years in between, there was no association. So why is this case not changing? Why isn't this person practicing and accepting Islam like as they should? And one thing that I always tell everyone is like, you know, Allah is the controller of hearts. You can do what you want. You can run around. You can put all your effort. But until someone wants to be changed on their own and they try to change the condition of themselves, that is when Allah changes you. That is when Allah helps you. And I kept reminding myself that. I'm like, you know, Allah is the controller of hearts. And maybe this person right now is just not for them to be guided. Maybe they won't be guided at all. Maybe we don't know. We don't know. And I feel like sometimes not knowing is the biggest part of anxiety because you don't know what's going to happen and whether it's going to end up good or bad so when the conversation ended with this person and you know they just told me straight up like i'm ready to get hurt again i don't care like i feel off with god and i don't have a good relationship with god and i really tried to focus and pinpoint i'm like why don't you have a good relationship with god you know we ask god for things and sometimes they don't get answered it's about keeping patience like i had a big conversation about it and eventually it just didn't work and just today maybe like two hours ago parted ways i blocked them and i i let it go and that's the thing sometimes in life people pick their own path and you can't make them change you just can't people pick the path that they feel like is best for them in that moment and they feel like it's the best for them at the stage that they're at in life and what is to come and sometimes you just don't have a say in it and at one point like after going through like such hard days of so much anxiety and so much panic and whatnot and so much worry and doubt within myself of wondering if I'm even doing good with everything that I do I blocked it we parted ways and that was the end because mutually what's the point of me trying to put effort in you if you don't want it if you don't want to change yourself and I think the hardest pill that anyone really has to swallow is realizing that you can't help someone that doesn't want to be helped 
because you can force it you can push it you can see the good in them and everyone does have good in them they do they do have a lot of productivity and motivation in them if they wish but you can't help someone that doesn't want to be helped and when you as a human come to such a vulnerable stage in your life where you're like okay just hit me pain me hurt me target me it's like you're living without purpose because the purpose of your life has ended a long time ago and I've met a lot of people in my life that had suicide that were suicidal I at one point you know also used to think about that stuff you know like I feel like suicide is something that crosses everyone's mind they don't talk about it we don't talk about it enough in the Islamic community but it's something that crosses a lot of people's mind and the one thing I really recently learned about suicide is like suicide ends your pain here and it ends your story here but the real story of all of us really starts when we die that is when you know day of judgment comes that is when you know heaven and hell like that is when your real eternity plays and i know so many people that are suicidal that are ready to jump off any minute and they just want to get out of this earth because the pain is so much but this is pain that is temporary because one way or another you can escape it one way or another it will leave but the pain that you're about to dive into and the pain that you're about to dive in of leaving religion and leaving this world because those three seconds of freedom and, you know, being dead, having your soul and having everything gone and never having to worry about it, it seems liberating and it seems like it's freedom. But it's only freedom in that moment because the second you die, bro, like your soul's gone, you're in your grave. And now it's the start of a brand new story. And as human beings, this can be a really depressing topic. Because truthfully, none of us asked to be here. As far I mean, I know that, like verbally, now that we're humans, you never asked to be here. I, have, I do know that there are some discussions where they say that our souls agreed to being on earth and whatnot. But now that us humans are here in our normal sense, you know, a lot of us, we don't want to be here. But the truth is like this life is your responsibility. And it's put on you. It's a burden that has been set upon you. And this can be a really, really good burden. It could be a really, really bad burden. And you just get to decide which one you want. And it's so depressing because I see people quite often with suicide, suicidal thoughts and they're not eating, they're depressed, they're letting themselves get hurt and walked over. Like they're not taking the initiative to change themselves because they've been so heartbroken and they've been so run down. And the sad truth of this is that no matter how much you try to help these people, they will be helped if God wants them to be helped. They will be helped if they try to change the situation themselves. Because this is where free will comes. You think that God just allows all of this? Yeah, I mean, God sees it's part of God there. Yeah, but this is where free will comes. You get to decide. Do I want to get up? Do I want to change my life? If you say no, then that's you. That's your decision. You used your free will on that. And we can't control how anyone else uses their free wills. We can't control anyone else's actions. Coming back to the original topic of accusations, I feel like it can be so hard when people blame you for things that you never even done. And that happened to me for the past few days. And it's it's happened to me a lot, like a couple years ago, every single day. And then, you know, after I changed my lifestyle, I cut out people. I alhamdulillah got away from that. But recently I've been accused of a lot of different things. And it makes you think, like, what did I ever do? Did I ever, like, I know I didn't do that. But then you start to question your own self, like, Am I even a good person? Is God angry with me? Why are these accusations taking place? I've had very bad accusations put on me. And I would just sit there. And I feel like what you can do really is reflect on your actions. Majority of the time what people say we did, we never did in the first place. 
and we're sitting here crying and panicking and being upset. They accuse me of this. They accuse me of this. Accusations without proof are just empty air. You're just talking, 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 and talking. And when I got accused, I was very adamant on seeing proof. So anytime I get accused, I'm adamant on that. Like, without a shadow of a doubt. I'm like, okay, send me proof. Send me screenshots. Send me voice notes. Send me screen recordings. Send me these people's social medias. Tell me where they at. Like, let's talk about it. Because if you're going to accuse me for something, I want to see a valid foundation behind it. Because you're not going to talk about me if you don't have a valid foundation. You're not going to run your mouth about me if you don't have a valid foundation. So let's talk about it. And when I brought up multiple times that I want to see proof, automatically those accusations get snatched back. Because sometimes people just want to tell you what they perceive of you and, you know, what they heard without actually having information to back it up. And that's the thing. Why do you want to listen to someone who's speaking on empty grounds? Why do you want to care about what people think when they don't even care to actually ask you if it's true or not? I've had people who ask me, hey, is this true? And I'm like, yeah, no, that's not true. Let me see where you got that from. They're like, oh, you lying. Why'd you ask me then? Why'd you ask me? If you think someone did something, don't accuse them. Ask them for clarification. That's how this works. If you are questioning on someone's actions, you do not have the authority to sit there and blame them and tell them that they did something because that's an empty accusation. There's no proof behind it. There's no evidence behind it. And if you don't have evidence to back up an accusation, then you might as well just shut up because you're running your mouth and you're just showing how you perceive this person. You're not actually saying what is and what isn't. You are just saying what your mindset is thinking, what your mental mentality thinks of this person and what your mentality is on other people does not matter hate to break it to you it doesn't matter nobody gives a crap about the way that you view other people nobody gives a crap about how i view other people it doesn't matter that's not what we live here for and if you feel like this is what life is about you are very narrow you are so narrow because if life was all about oh this is what this person thinks of me this is how i'm gonna be today this is what this person thinks of me this is how i'm gonna act today who cares what people think of you your life has to be a lot more broad and a lot more big than to be this narrow focusing on what people have to say about you and what people think about you because if you sit here and you start to engage with every single person thinks about you and you start to answer every single accusation about you you are going to be caught up in your whole life trying to prove your identity to people who never cared to perceive and change the way that they viewed you in the first place and instead you're gonna end up losing your own identity trying to prove yourself to people who don't even want to be changed and you don't deserve that when you work so hard on becoming who you are and your identity and what you want for your dean and what you want for yourself you do not give anyone the right to tread and walk and step all over that just because they have a different image of you your image of me is not my responsibility anyone else's image of you is not your responsibility you are going to wake up every single day, do what you need to do, work towards whatever goals that you have, and it doesn't matter what anyone says. Because if we sit here and we start to care what everyone says, we won't be living. We'll be sitting here as like a constant court trial, clearing up our image. Your life is not here to clear up images. You live as you want to live. You live according to the deen. You do what you need to do. Allah knows exactly what you did. No one can sit here and blame you when Allah, the all-knowing, the witness who sees it all, knows and when Allah knows I swear bro from the bottom of my heart there is so much justice that goes on I've had people that blame me for stuff that I would never imagine doing and I would do everything to clear my image and they literally made my life a living hell for three four years straight and I would do everything to clear my image and they just never cared and so at one point or another I left it be and I said to them the truth will come out one day and I stand by this the truth is going to come out one day and you're going to realize that the truth was not what you believed. And at that point, whatever guilt you have, whatever you feel, it's your it's your responsibility. It's your responsibility. And we should forgive people, of course, when they think wrong of us. Because the most merciful 
Allah, he forgives us, right? So we should at least forgive people. And I, I stand by that. We should forgive people. We don't have a choice on whether or not you want to forgive. You should forgive for the sake of Islam. So if someone comes to you with guilt, forgive them. But when it comes down to the discussion of truth always coming out, trust me, it does. Whether it's today, tomorrow, a month from now, a year from now, even if it's five, ten years from now, the truth always comes out. And if it doesn't come out in this life, it's going to come out in the next life. So if I were you... I would not sit here and boldly accuse and talk crap about people and run on gossip and assumptions because one day the truth will come out in front of you. The truth of what you said about these people and the people that you lost in your life because of your accusations and the truth about the people that you care about, this will all come in front of you. And on that day, you are going to have to answer to Allah as to why you sat there and act like you were the all-knowing, the all-powerful, the all-best, and why you sat there and act like you ran this thing when you did not. You never did and you never will. You will never run life. That's not how this works. Life runs you. It's Qadr. Allah plays a big role in it. Your free will plays a role in it. Yes, you have a choice on what you want to do. But if you think you're sitting here running your life, everyone else's life, this globe, you're delusional. Because that's not how this works. So first of all, if you're someone that gives accusations out, humble yourself because you do not know everything. And if you're someone being accused... Humble yourself as well, because it doesn't matter what people say about you. It doesn't matter what people think is bad or good about you. We all have bad things in us. So there's no reason for any of us to act like we're superior or better than anyone else. We all have bad things in us. But what matters is how much of you is trying to fix those bad things. How much of you is trying to fix those bad habits. And if you are, then okay, 100%. That's okay. But don't ever let anyone just strut up over and walk all over you and, you know, do whatever they want with you just because you feel like you have something to prove to them. In life, no one owes you crap. No one owes you an explanation. No one owes you to even talk to them. No one owes you a text message. No one owes you anything. Anything. I can disappear from my best friend's life right now if I wanted to. Practically, I love her. She would kill me if I did that. But logically, I don't owe anything to anybody. Because I was here alone, I'm going to die alone. That's just how it is. I'm not going to be able to give an explanation to anyone. Except God. That's the thing. Our explanations go to God. And when someone accuses you of doing things like adultery, in a, you know, dating, whatever, whatever, whether it's the extreme end, even murder, like whatever it is, if people accuse you and you never did it, take a breath and stop worrying. Because they want to accuse you, be like, okay, cool, cool, go ahead, go ahead. Because on the day of judgment, when those accusations come false, whether it's this world and the ahirah, they're going to come out. Everything's going to come out. And on that day, Allah will be witness, especially for those that went through injustice. Because it is injustice to blame someone, to put a title on someone, to accuse someone for something they never did. You know, our beautiful Maryam, may Allah be pleased with her. People put so many bad accusations on her. She went through so much. Just for Isa al-Islam when he was born and whatnot, you know, people were like, oh, she did something unlawful. She did something bad. That's why she had a kid. That's not how this works. Because now look, we all know the truth. She never did anything. She never did anything. She was blessed. She, Allah gave her provision. This is, it is what it is. But imagine back in the day, like, imagine Maryam al-Islam comes out with a kid and the community's just staring. They're just sitting there gossiping, lying, getting aggressive, accusing. They don't know anything. 
As humans, they're jumping to what they think is right. They're jumping because, oh, she had a baby automatically. She did something unlawful. She's not married. But that doesn't mean she actually did. That doesn't mean she actually did. We all know she was blessed with a miracle. And now imagine, those people, they're, you know, been dead and gone. May Allah have mercy on them. They're gone. And imagine on the day of judgment when the truth comes out towards them. You accused a girl who was a virgin, who never did anything wrong for doing the worst things, for, you know, having sex outside of marriage. You, you accuse her for all of these things, only for it to not be true. And only for her to be blessed with a miracle and a miracle baby, really, Jesus, peace be upon him, a prophet, who honestly changed so many things, changed such a big history, played a really big role in Islamic history, only for her to be blessed with that. And you sat there with your chest telling her that she committed adultery. Do you see how scary that is? Because when on the Day of Judgment, those people are going to be asked about it. Likewise, we're not doing anything different here. There will be girls that are modest, trying to become better Muslims, that are trying to become better individuals, and people will literally come up to them and yell at them and tell them that they are bad individuals, that they are committing adulteries. And no proof, just, just talk, just talk. And it's sad because just talk ruins a lot of images. There's a lot of images out there that have been ruined because of people's gossips. But it's okay. Because if your image with Allah is good, then life is going to be good to you regardless of what people say. If you think your life works on how what people treat of you, it don't matter. It does not matter. You know, people, they always say, like, oh, I had so many rumors around me. Or I was at work and, you know, people made a bad image of me. I got fired. I don't have any money anymore. This is that. Wealth is from Allah. Success is from Allah. This world is from Allah. Everything that you do is from Allah. So Allah controls it. If you think that people's accusations are going to stop you from getting money, getting risk, it might look like it on the worldly level, but remember that it's Allah that controls it. These people have no say. And if you're working your hardest to please your creator, your creator is not going to punish you for the way that other people think about you because your creator knows exactly what you did. And when you know exactly what you did, Allah knows exactly what you did, you got to pack it up and let them think whatever they want to think because it's not our job to sit here and run a daycare and clear up everyone's image and fix what people think of us when someone wants to like you they're gonna like you regardless and when someone wants to have one thousand little nitpicks on you they're gonna have a thousand little nitpicks on you regardless and i think another really really hard thing that we have to go through is when people accuse you you want to help them you want to show them that hey this is not it you know you want to clear your image and then you also want to help them like with their own personal life and that's just me like if you ever dm'd me i always tell you like if you ever need help talk to me because i love to help people alhamdulillah may allah bless us all like that it's something I love to do. And of course, if you ever need help, you guys know that I'm here for you guys. And you guys could DM me and whatever. But it's something I like to do. And so I try to help everyone. Melo, you know, be accepting and pleasing of it and whatnot. But when you try to help people that don't want to be helped, you're, you're, you're ruining it. Multiple cases in my life where I lost my identity trying to help someone else and trying to fix someone else when they never even deserved it and they never even cared for it, only for them to change for a week and a half and then drop everything completely. And it comes back to the original route of Allah's not going to change your condition unless you want to be changed. So I can't change anyone unless they want to be changed themselves. If you ever listened to my words and you felt like you changed, it's not me, it is Allah, and it is you who wanted to be changed. Otherwise, I'm nobody in any of this. I'm nobody. So all praises to Allah. And whenever I talk to people just this, t this morning, you know, trying to change, trying to convince someone one last time, like, hey, man, come back on the path of deen. Let's fix this out. It's okay. No, then okay. That's that's the path that they chose for themselves. And I'm such a person that I'll continue and continue and continue trying to fix someone. And I was talking to my friend about this last night on the phone. And she's just like, that's the problem. Like, you just want to fix everybody. And the truth is, like, you just can't. You just can't. People are going to fix out on their own if they want to. If they don't want to, then 
Okay? That's it. That's the route they chose for themselves. And it hurts because sometimes you love these people and you want to see them good. You want to see them strive in this world and the ahira. But they want to be on blockage to their own success. That's the life you chose for yourself. We all have a choice. We all have free will. And if you choose to go on to this path of blocking your own blessings, being depressed, you know, being emotional, whatever, 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 when the situation that made you feel that way has been done and gone, this is your choice. This is your choice. Happiness is not a destination, it's a journey. And every single day we have a choice whether we want to walk on this journey. And if you have decided you don't want to walk on this journey, you will find yourself depressed very, very often about things that happened ages ago because you chose to not walk on this journey. If you're thinking when you're going to get up, walk all the way, you know, reach a big home, it says happiness on it, that's not going to happen. It's a journey and every single day you get to decide whether you want to continue walking on this journey or if you want to turn around and take a fast bus back because that's exactly what happens. When you slip up and you stop taking steps, you stop walking, I'm telling you, bro, it's like a bus comes and gets you and it zoots you back to where you started from place one. Same like as if you're climbing a mountain. You're climbing a mountain every single day. Two little steps towards happiness, towards this journey, towards peace. And you let go, you slip, you fall, you fall back down. And now you're sitting at the bottomless part. It's dark and you have a choice. Do I want to climb up again? Do I just want to stay here? And the thing is, a lot of us, we just want to stay there at the bottom because it's comfortable. Because growth is not comfortable. It's not. And I bet you guys know that. Climbing every single day is not comfortable. Your hands will have blisters. Your legs will have blisters. Your feet will have blisters. Your body will be tired. You won't have it in you to do this every single day. But sometimes you just have to hold on to where you are and not let go. Because if you let go, you will fall to a deep, deep end. That is just how life works. And there's nothing we can do about that. There's no safety net. There's nothing here to catch you. Unless you choose to worship God. Because then when you fall, there'll be a safety net. There'll be something that catches you. And that safety net will be there for you every single time. Every time. But if you're someone who chooses to disbelieve, you choose it, you choose, I don't want to do the deen, whatever, okay. Climb, climb, climb towards happiness. It'll be slippery, you'll fall, you'll end up again. And this is exactly how people end up becoming suicidal and depressed. You get tired of climbing at one point, you get tired of falling, you get tired of doing it again. This is why the safety net is important. And this safety net comes from God. Because if the safety net was controlled by us, we would never want to fall in the first place. We would just want to keep going. But this safety net is not from us. This is from God. And in order to gain the safety nest, you have to believe. You have to be on the deen. You know, you have to do these things. You have to try your best to please Allah. Because the safety net is not something that all of us get. Put that perspective in your brain and run with it. And I know that it's not easy because there's a lot of people in life that we wish that we can help, that we wish that we can change, that we wish would come on the deen, and they don't. And it is what it is. You can't help them. Allah guides whoever's heart that he wills. And when Allah wishes to guide that heart, it will run. Three seconds and it'll be here. And it could be the most pious person in the world. And if Allah wills, that heart will never be guided. And it hurts because, you know, there's some people in my life that I really want them to be guided towards Islam. But whenever I talk about it, it just sounds like basic religion talk and fantasy and imaginary and stuff like that to them. Because they have their own perception of God and they think that God is mean and evil and God doesn't answer and they have an enmity with God. 
And the thing is, an enmity with God is one of the worst things that you can do with yourself because God never had any enmity with you and God never stepped back or never rejected you. You rejected him. You grew an enmity with him. You grew a hatred with him. And a lot of times this happens because God never gave you what you wanted. But you always forget that God will always give you what you want that is good for you. Whether it's what you want as it is, whether it's something better or whether it's not right now and you'll see when time comes. But there's never a gray area of, you know, no, never. Because if your duas don't get answered, you always get something better. Always. There's never been a time you don't. But you forget this. And we hear it and we just let it in from one ear at the other. But you need to shove it up your brain. That God is not going to give you something bad. Because what will God ever get from hurting you? When God is sufficient on his own and he doesn't need worship, he doesn't need us. We need it anyway. So what does God get from hurting you? Nothing. But you've set up this narrative that God hurts you, that God has an enmity with you, and God never moved back. You walked away. You turned around. God still is there. But that's a decision. You have a choice if you want to turn back. And when I have people in my life that I love and that I'm close to or whatnot, or I see that they have turned back completely or they're just halfway turning, you know, I try my best to help them. But... Allah's the control of hearts, and sometimes all you really can do is make dua. And it's it feels hopeless, it feels weak, but dua is that one thing that can change qadr, and it can change mountains, and it can fix it all. And when someone's accusing you, they're away from the deen, they got all this going on, I can promise you that they're having a very, very big war inside. That's how it always is. There is a war that is going on inside, and sometimes that war becomes a little bit hard, and it leaks out, and it projects on other people. But when you meet people like this, follow what Islam tells you and be kind. It is so hard. It is so hard when every single bone in your body wants revenge. It wants hatred. It wants to get back at them and wants to see them suffer or whatever. And this having these feelings doesn't make you a bad person. It makes you human because as humans, we are like this. You know, we have good, we have evil, whatever. And sometimes we just feel like we want to get back and we need that revenge and we need to get back at them so they can understand how we felt but just because someone hurt you that doesn't give you the license to hurt people as well you know what i mean hurt people they hurt people i bet y'all have heard that saying before that hurt people hurt people so when you're hurt and you project that on the people you hurt more people and sometimes you even hurt the people you love so getting hurt does not mean that you have a license to hurt other people and now you're certified and now you can oppress people you can be mean to people just because it happened to you we don't we can't punish other people because of what happened to us and if that's the way that life worked we would all be honestly arch enemies and all be hating each other all have something against each other because if we start to project pain and project anger and project whatever towards everyone who's hurt us we wouldn't be living We'd be in a constant state of rage and anger and like that feeling of peace and contentment of just being here would be gone. And I can promise you that I've lived my years of when I wanted revenge, when I was upset, when I was mad, I was angry, I used to wake up angry, I used to go to bed angry, I used to want to revenge all the time. I've lived that life and let me tell you, it damaged nobody more than it damaged me. Because at the end of the day, who's carrying the anger, the rage, the envy, the jealousy? It's you. It's you. It's your body. It's you that's carrying it. Not them. You hurt them. You give them. Like, you give an effect, right? You give an effect on them. It hurts them. Maybe you did something. 
But now what? You've been carrying this for two, three months straight. You're plotting something against them. You attack them, they get hurt. Now you're happy to see them hurt, but what about you? What about you from the beginning who was going through all of this revenge and jealousy and anger and all these ugly emotions that now in your caught of pursuit of I want to get revenge and I want to do this, you don't even know who you've become. It's not worth it. And I have a whole episode where I talk about revenge and jealousy and um, there's a beautiful analogy that goes with it like when you want revenge and you want jealousy it's like you're holding a burning coal and you're gonna gonna throw that burning coal at someone but it's gonna burn you first before it throws at them before it hurts them and by the time it does even go to them it's not gonna be that bad because it's gonna burn your hand first you're gonna put a lump of a burning coal in your heart set your iman your peace your content everything on fire to hurt someone else And they might get over it, they might not, they might suffer for two weeks, maybe a month, two months, maybe two years, they'll suffer. They'll suffer with whatever you did. And then what? Then eventually they'll learn to get over it. But you dedicated your whole personality, your life goals to getting revenge. And now you don't even know who you've become. So getting back at all these things and when someone does you ugly, don't waste your time getting back at them. There's just nothing good that ever comes out of it. I've seen all the scenarios. There's nothing good that ever comes out of it. Because at the end of the day, I've seen time and time again, when you just shut up and you stand back and you just forgive, forget, be kind, be generous, just be patient. Like you just take a step back from these people. Bro, subhanAllah, Allah will teach them their own lesson. I've seen people that I wanted revenge at so bad. And I was like, I just want them to know what they did to me. And you know, sometimes what happens is we keep telling people they hurt us. Like, you know, you hurt me. Why'd you do me like this? I didn't expect this from you. Why'd you do this? You broke a promise. We're always telling them that they hurt us. And the reason why we do this is because sometimes we want closure. We want them to own up to what they did. We want to know why they did what they did. And I have had far too many relations in my life where I had no closure from like my own friends like i'm talking like girls that i was friends with for ages and they'll just disappear on me and i would feel so upset because what happened so you know like spending all this time together doing whatever together like there's never closure so i've seen lots of cases when there's no closure and i can tell you confidently that yes closure makes things easier but closure isn't everything because with closure comes acceptance. And there's a lot of people that get closure, but they don't want to accept it. So they constantly rebound and rebound and rebound. They spin in circles. I need to, ex- I need closure. I need closure. You got closure. You got closure and you're not willing to accept it. And sometimes I see people's actions and their actions are the closure. You can see that they made a decision. They chose someone else over you. They chose another path over you. Whatever they choose, they did. And that is the closure. Because not a lot of people in life will come to you and be like, hey, I'm sorry. That's not how it works. People have a lot of ego. People are not really going to apologize. But sometimes their actions are the closure. And you should not wait your entire lifetime waiting to see if someone will come back, if someone will offer you closure, if someone's going to care, when are they going to explain. Your life's not dependent on these people. If you wait your whole life waiting for closure, you're just not going to feel your 100% best because you're always going to attach your identity to that closure when that closure has nothing to do with you. And yes, I understand, you know, you deserve, um, I guess you could say like an explanation. You do. And yes, a part of us really wants to know. But sometimes you just have to see the way that they act and take that as closure. Because when people choose a different route, you can't do anything to make them come back. Except, of course, pray to God that they change, they become better. But 
After that, there's nothing you can do. And no matter how many times you tell them that you hurt them and that they could have done better, that they promised this, they promised that, sometimes people gain happiness off the expense of your emotion. They know that it's going to hurt you. They know that it's going to damage you. They know that it might cause you to become very depressed. They know that's going to do a lot of negative things on you. But they chose to become happy off the expense of your emotion. So the question comes down to why... Did they do that? Okay, they did that, whatever. Maybe you'll get an answer. Maybe you won't. Okay, they went off. They got happiness off of your emotions. They hurt you. They damaged you. But now the question is, how long do you want your happiness to be reliant on how other people act? Don't ever make your happiness someone. Don't ever make your happiness from one place or talking to someone or being with someone. Because when that someone leaves you, your definition of happiness is going to change drastically. And sometimes people are not even able to redefine what happiness actually means. So don't attach your happiness to someone. You need to wake up and be happy every single day. Whether this person is mad at you, angry at you, sad at you, upset at you, whatever it is. You need to work your hardest to be happy for you. You know, one thing we always hear is like, you have to work on yourself, you have to become better for yourself, for your future, for what's to come, for, you know, whoever your future soulmate is. And I feel like the best thing that you can sometimes do is work on yourself for you. That's it. And for God, of course, that's always, but work on you for you, not for someone to come, not for 10 years in the future, not for someone to, you know, realize that you've changed. Just do it for you. Because when you do it just for yourself, it becomes a lot more memorable and you start to find happiness within yourself because you start to realize that I'm very much capable of being happy on my own and I don't need anyone to make me happy and I don't need this person to tell me whether I deserve to be happy today or not because when you make happiness contingent on other people, you are practically like low-key living their life with them on every single step and if they have a happy moment, then you're happy. If they have a sad moment, then you're sad. It's just not a good way to live because then you as an individual and your identity is just lost and buried in what other people act like and what other people do and their routine and it's just not it's not a hot take. And throughout this time period, honestly, it's really, really easy to feel confused and want clarification. And I have so many things that I'm just dying to get clarification on. And the thing about clarification, especially when you had no closure for years, is what it does is that sometimes you'll ask a question and you'll be like, okay, got an answer. Okay, I'm satisfied. And then you go to bed and then you wake up, you'll be like, oh God, why didn't I ask that question? I did that answer to, I needed an answer to this question too. Why did they do this at that time frame? Remember what happened that year? Why did they do that? And like, you have a lot of questions that pop in your brain that you want to ask. And then you're considering, should I ask, should I not, should I ask, should I not? And the question really comes down to how much do you think these questions are affecting you emotionally are they making you emotionally unavailable or do you feel like you'll be able to get over it and not make such a emotional decision it really depends if you feel like you need an answer and you just can't move on and like this is the all and be all then i guess you know in a halal way figure out what's going on but if you feel like you know like whatever they did what they did i can get over it i'm just really fed up let them go let it go. You're always going to have questions on why people behave the way that they do. And sometimes you just have to accept it and let it go. You can't change people. You can't change someone's identity. People need to get up and want to work for themselves and fix themselves for themselves. Not for someone else. Not for anything else. It needs to be done for you. For yourself every single day. And this is something that people don't understand because when you make your target someone else, like I'm fixing myself to become a good person for this person, I'm fixing myself to become good for this career, it that takes your identity with you. So you custom and you shape yourself and you put yourself in a mold to become what they like. But that isn't what you like. And what you need to do is become you as you are and what you like and what you love and learn about those things over the years. 
Don't put yourself in someone else's mold. Make yourself like that. And then, you know, if things don't work out or ends don't meet, then you're surprised at who you've become. And then you're walking all over again trying to figure out what you want. Be as you are, who you are, whatever you like, whatever you love, do that. And then the right person will come at the right time, the right career, the right everything will come at the right time and pursue you. You know what's meant for you? I read this quote. It was like, what's meant for you? Majority of the time, it'll come to you first. And that's very, very true. And if you're waiting for closure and it's been years and you've been waiting and you're wondering when is it going to come, stop waiting. I can assure you one thing for a thousand percent fact. When you just stop giving any care and you just start chasing the dean and you just really hustle forget about these things these things come to you and they literally follow you the dunya follows you this world follows you when you let it go when you stop making this world a priority it automatically starts to chase you and that's what you want you want the things that you want to come in the palm of your hands and work out in your favor but sometimes the more that you chase and chase and chase and chase and chase and chase and drag things it don't come because it's not written for you and that's the whole point like there could be something ahead of me and i could try to grab it and it won't come for me unless it's written for me so just turn around focus on the one that has made and what has made everything in this world for you and for everyone else focus on that focus on god focus on what it is focus on what is focus on the gratefulness of today's moment not of what people had to say about you before not of the accusations that implied on you before because other people's accusations don't make you 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 are your own identity regardless of what people say regardless of who you surround yourself around you have your own identity and you will forever have your own identity even if you fail to help someone or even if you fail to change someone because at the end of the day it's not your job your job is to become the best to you your job is to become the happiest you and your job is to become the most accepting person there could be in a room so even if someone hurts you even if someone damages you even if someone does you wrong you forgive them and some people they think that this is like walking letting people walk all over you that isn't always the case sometimes you just gotta let them think that you know they're walking over you they're winning they're whatever step back let Allah deal with it and I've seen revenge and you know fate play out in crazy ways to people and I'm just sitting there like dang bro like if I was to set out to get revenge I would not even be able to do what God did and you know that sounds mean but that's the thing when you're a good muslim and you're worshiping and you're on your righteous path and why won't god avenge for you why won't god seek and help your pain and heal you and for the people that hurt you why won't he teach them a lesson of course he will of course he will why won't he so don't worry about going out of your way to chase these things and chase this revenge and chase whatever because you feel like you can do better god's i hate to say this but when god punishes someone you don't know when it's going to happen. It might happen now, two weeks from now, ages from now, decades. But when it happens, whether it's in this world or the ahira, I can assure you that it's going to be 10 times better than what you ever could have planned. And I'm not saying to wish bad upon people. You know, this sounds like I'm saying, you know, make dua against them and be like, oh, Allah, please punish them. No, because when you forgive someone, you don't wish that. You just try to let it go and you try to heal from it and you try to exclude them from your life. So let them go. God will deal with whatever he needs to deal with, who he needs to deal with at the right time. And let that be. Let go, let God. God will handle it. Inshallah, this episode benefited someone. I hope that you guys liked what I had to say. Because, girl, I was just venting up in here. But inshallah, you guys are well. I hope that Allah keeps all of you safe. Aslam alaikum.